this scholarship that came up and it is called Rajiv Gandhi scholarship uh, and the scholarship covers your uh, 100% fee recently a scholarship was released that is called Metri so i am someone who wants a scholarship how should i go about it and give me definitive steps all right hello everyone welcome to the third episode of all abroad with anshul podcast we're going old school this time we have a pen and paper with me uh, i have all the questions because i can't remember them obviously um, i have my good friend dipali here with me both of us are in marketing but i let you introduce every, uh, yourself to everybody. Thank you, Anshul, for that. Uh, hi, everyone. I have known Anshul for a while now. We first met when I was staying at a student accommodation scape in Adelaide and had just arrived. Uh, talking about me, I'm from India uh, and I'm currently doing masters in marketing from University of Adelaide. And currently, I'm also working in marketing department. That's great. That's great. Um, I think we've talked before in this channel, on this channel, that how hard it is to secure a job while studying. So basically, you're working in your own profession right now. Yeah. Um, what would you like to start with that? What led to, like, what were the key moments that led to you working in your profession before even graduating? So I would say it's really challenging and difficult to get a job in your own department. And it's something that you know uh, i think every student finds difficult uh, not just me uh, what i did i can give you a few tips and tricks to uh, you know help you out in this direction yeah, absolutely yeah thank you uh, so the first thing i think you need to do is construct a good resume the resume or the cover letter that you use back in your country doesn't work here and it has to be customized uh, i took help of one of my friend who was already residing here yep so he had a very clear structure and he helped me with the templates that he had used earlier. The second thing that I did was networking. I would say it plays a major, major role. Yep. Uh, so I went for all the networking events that were organized by University of Adelaide as well as uh, by the different clubs and organizations. Uh, I would highly recommend two channels that is uh, Meetup and the other one is Eventbrite Lovely. where all these events are posted time to time. Uh, apart from that, I would just say uh, communicate with people, uh, meet as many people as possible and uh, give your 100% every day. I yeah. think that can really help. Yes. Absolutely. I was just going to ask you, like, for example, if someone who is not a student, how can they go to networking events? And you answer that beautifully as well. Thank you. Because um, there are um, platforms like Eventbrite, Meetup, uh, Humanitics to yeah. some extent. And a lot of other institutions and societies. I'm not talking about um, your colleges, college societies, but there are a lot of church-based organizations out there. There are a lot of uh, networking organizations out there. There are a lot of public speaking organizations out there. Right, true. So go to these events. I've personally gone to a real estate workshop as well. So everybody, to get their name out there at the moment, everybody is doing... Um, these events, yeah. Such events like these. Yeah, and uh, surprisingly, all these are free as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so anybody can just, you need to be active. Mm -hmm. And I would say enroll for as many events as you can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think very important thing is developing your skills in your department. Because networking can help to a limit and helps you to a, a great extent. But if you don't have the required skills, if you don't have the knowledge in your field, yep. uh, then it all, you know, it is all of no use. Yeah. yeah. But now that you've uh, told everyone about 
your professional introduction talk about where you come from and what made you migrate very interesting story was never on my list that i would be coming to australia but uh, yes i would say a lot of things happened um, i come from udaipur rajasthan which is a small city in india and uh, i was doing um, i was working as an education consultant and helping a lot of students move abroad mm-hmm. i was teaching ielts toefl and pte uh and after that these are all the english language exams uh, that one has to clear to move abroad yeah um but what happened was i took a break from my work and decided to prepare for the uh, exam that is cat which is a very common uh, examination for masters in business administration that is mba yeah uh but suddenly when i was preparing there was this scholarship that came up and it is called rajiv gandhi scholarship okay. uh and it is for the students who are from rajasthan yeah uh to enroll for this scholarship the process was really simple you had to upload all your mark sheets all your important documents from class 10th on till your graduation okay uh once you uh, put all your documents uh, it also depends on the economic conditions of your family for example your family has to fall under a particular income level mm-hmm. uh in that there are various categorizations as well so for the parents uh, or for the family income less than 8 lakhs there is a particular percentage of scholarship okay then uh, you have 8 lakh to 25 lakhs and 25 lakhs and more okay so you have you are entitled for the scholarship if you are basically falling under e- any of these categories mm-hmm. and the scholarship covers your uh, 100% fee or 50% fee or 25% fee or your accommodation expenses uh, as well as your travel expense up to some limit okay so is it or or and uh it is and okay uh, but it depends on which category you're falling in okay so if you're like if your family's gross income is less than 8 lakh then they'll be covering 100% of your tuition fee okay if it is more than that then some percentage of your tuition okay. fee and the other expenses so there are basically terms and conditions yes there are terms and conditions and i would highly recommend if you're from rajasthan or any other state to be active on the government websites because there they have very clear terms and conditions laid okay. down yeah okay. yeah and is there like a particular website and a particular platform where students can go to to get these to find more about this scholarship i would say the uh, state government portal so for okay. every state there's a different portal i know for rajasthan it is ht.rajasthan.com yeah. uh, so students can go there and it un- uh, it comes under the category educational scholarships and yep. then there's rajiv gandhi scholarship given there okay uh but i would highly recommend also checking the central government page because recently a scholarship was released that is called metri okay uh which is basically a scholarship that was released uh for or any student studying in india and mm-hmm. it is mostly for stem courses and post graduate studies okay so amazing opportunity 100% uh, tuition fee i think it covers wow okay yeah yeah and some other expenses as well lovely yeah and uh, we be able to talk a little bit more about your own scholarship and how did you fall upon that option right so talking about my scholarship i came across the scholarship when it was advertised in times of india okay when i was going through that so mostly you have to be active and read these newspapers i would okay. say articles okay. yeah wow, okay. yeah and then i started it was a long process for sure because, and a lot of verification is needed at every mm-hmm. step the first step for me was to upload all my documents and get my documents verified apart from that i had to present all the um, details about the belongings like for example uh, my family's income income statements on mm-hmm. um, income tax and all these details 
once that was done they had a segregation and bifurcation of students and selection process happened okay uh, and i was really really happy when i saw that my name was there in the uh, list of students that were selected so is that like an interview or is it just based on the documents that you provide them it is based on your educational qualifications and your work qualifications as well so uh, they checked all the results and everything and then i was selected but after that as well the process is quite long uh, but at the end quite rewarding as well nice. so uh, for sure and it took like few months and there were steps and stages we had uh, where in you had to present some witnesses so two people had to verify that they know you and you actually uh, okay. were yeah okay. yeah so that process was long but at the end and very very important thing uh, that is you have to have a cover uh, a cover letter of a letter from the top uh, 100 universities across the globe mm, okay so, so you basically you apply first Yes. Not knowing if you'll get the scholarship or not. Yes. Okay. So That's yeah, yeah. So when the scholarship came, somewhere I would say it was my gut feeling uh, that I should apply for it. Mm. So I applied for various universities, uh, which were among the top hundred across yeah. the globe, and then one of them was the University of Adelaide. I had received my offer letter. I appeared for my IELTS test. Uh, received a pretty good band. and once i got my ielts result i had gotten my unconditional offer letter mm -hmm. which is again very important and you have to present that unconditional offer letter without that you can't okay. actually apply for the scholarship okay yeah so, so that is a prerequisite did someone tell you about the scholarship or did you just like were you just sifting through the newspaper and you came across it or had somebody yeah. gotten it in your relations or your network before that no i would say uh, so when i was working as a consultant when i was teaching ielts toefl pta few of my students had told me about the scholarship but i had never paid heed to it mm -hmm. then it was in the times of india newspaper and i was going through it and skimming through it when i was like oh this looks interesting and i think i'm eligible for it wow okay. yeah yeah That's quite really exciting yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i would say now i can connect the dots but that time i was it was something very new for me uh it was the first time the scholarship was released so nobody mm -hmm. had a very clear idea what was okay. needed for the scholarship because a lot of uncertainty as well yeah yeah and not a lot of people trust when suddenly such yeah, a scholarship no, comes absolutely but i would like again say it is an amazing scholarship scheme mm -hmm. amazing government scheme and i just was very very active yep my parents were very very active my mom was very very active uh, continuously looking at the newspaper and checking the portal yep i would say that is very very important with these scholarships because uh, every day there's a new update and there's mm -hmm. a new deadline yeah before we go deep into the scholarship and how it works i would like to ask you that's a very interesting point where you are helping other students come abroad yeah and then you came across this scholarship and now you're here yeah. it's been a year since you've been here so how long were you in the education consultant space and how long how, what was the period that you taught students about ielts pt and TOEFL, TOEFL yeah. as well yeah Yeah so after my graduation uh, in hospitality and hotel administration that was back from India I 
was uh, lecturing students and teaching them food and beverage service in my city. Okay. And then after doing that, I moved to Jaipur, which mm -hmm. is another city close to Jaipur. Uh, there I was teaching for one year. I yep. was teaching students IELTS, TOEFL and PT okay. exams. Moreover, I was also engaging and helping clients and students and parents. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So in your experience, what is, where are people, where are students going at the moment which countries are the most popular okay interesting question um i would say for sure australia is one of the preferred locations mm -hmm. uh many reasons for that uh to give you a basic idea uh, the reason why people go to uk uh, is because obviously the kind of education mm -hmm. fast paced degrees uh and for sure, I would say like some of the best universities are there in UK. Yep. Uh, their master's is one year uh, long. Yep. So that is something that sometimes, you know, it becomes a negative for students because they mm -hmm. don't want to go with such a fast paced degree. And that is why they prefer Australia because our master's and postgraduate education is two years. Yep. Moreover, the chances to get a permanent residence there is a little less yep. as compared to Australia. So again, the preferred destination. Mm -hmm. Uh, Canada, as we all know, yeah. uh, you know, it has become a second difficult choice. Us, yeah. yeah, second bad job for us. True fact. Uh, for sure, they have degrees, master degrees, uh, but mostly people go for postgraduate diploma certifications, okay. which sometimes don't hold that kind of importance and as a master's degree would hold. Mm -hmm. So that is another reason. And then Ireland, sometimes people go there, uh, there are few good universities there as well, but again, uh, not a very preferred uh, location. Mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, there are many other choices and many other places, but then the language barrier becomes a major thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would absolutely. say Australia. Yeah. But while, while you were teaching all of these students, yeah. did you ever think that you would want to migrate yourself or? Every day, <laughs> trust okay. me. Yeah, so I always had a dream that I wanted to come and study abroad, but financial concerns were something that mm. stopped me. Um, I was trying to help students to fulfill their dreams, but some way or the other, it was also on the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh, and somehow the scholarship made it happen, and I'm sitting here with you no, today. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. And um, still diving a little deeper into that subject. Yeah. Are there any stories that you would like to share for students? Like, for example, is there someone? Is there someone's story you found very interesting? Is there someone's story you found very heartwarming where they had to migrate? Yeah. Or, for example, like even though you stay, even though they migrate, you still stay in touch with them. So how are they doing now? Oh, trust me, I have had so many interesting stories and so many interesting people I've met. Uh, a lot of my students are here in Adelaide and I keep meeting them, <laughs> which is funny because yeah. they are like, oh, you're here as well. And I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm in touch with a lot of my students and it gives me extreme pleasure to see how they have grown as humans, uh, as people, individuals. Um, an interesting story I remember was when a student's, uh, uh, like a, uh, a student was there and her father had passed away mm -hmm. and her mom was not able to afford uh, this kind of uh, you know she couldn't move abroad because of financial yeah. crisis again uh, 
she was an intelligent student and mm -hmm. she was continuously preparing she was an artist as well mm -hmm. she used to paint and she used to have some uh, auctions and stuff like that uh, she uh, studied IELTS and she got a pretty good band. She got 8.5 out of 9, which wow. is amazing. I don't even have that many. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, she was continuously doing these auctions and she was uh, participating actively. She wanted to become a lawyer. Uh, she applied for a scholarship in Melbourne. Uh, I would not take the name of the university or the name yeah, yeah. of the person. Uh, but yes, she applied for a scholarship and she got 100% scholarship. Wow. And uh, there were certain rounds she had to clear. There was an interview round, I remember, a group discussion, panel discussion was there. She had to write an essay, a very compelling essay. Mm -hmm. uh, so all these things were there, but she got selected in her final pitch, which was the most difficult one I've ever seen. Uh, and she had to justify why she wanted to come here yep. and why she was better than the rest of the candidates. Uh, she did really well. She got 100% scholarship. Right now, she's working in a university. She's a bachelor's undergrad student. Oh, wow. okay. And she is a very, very, very interesting, like, you know, I would say model, I would say, uh, for students who are looking for inspiration. Lovely. So, for sure, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. And um, just a little bit um, about scholarships. So for example, what I would like you to answer is, let's say I'm someone who, obviously nobody wants to pay for the tuition, right? Yeah. So I'm someone who wants a scholarship. Yeah. Tell me, quickly tell me in summary, how should I go about it? Yeah. And give me definitive steps. Okay. So first can be going for university scholarships or the uh, scholarships offered by the colleges and universities here. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say actively participate and check uh, the university portal. Yep. Sometimes if you are scoring above 75% during your class 12th or during your undergraduation, you are directly eligible for 30% scholarship. But that generally uh, everybody gets. Yeah, that generally yeah. everybody gets. For any other scholarship, it's highly recommended uh, like you go and check the portals. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many scholarships directly available for STEM students who are scoring above 90% or okay. 95%. Mm -hmm. For that, I would highly recommend checking scholarships. Directly go on Google and type in scholarships for international mm -hmm. students for STEM courses. And there are numerous scholarships. Yes, you need assistance when you're applying for these because you have to write cover letters and their yeah. particular steps and stages. But if you are looking for a state government scholarship, I would highly recommend again checking the state government portals and pages. Okay. Yep. And there are certain people who help you as well. There are many consultancies that can guide you free of okay. cost in India. Yeah. Okay. So let's say I went on, I'm from Delhi. So let's say I went on Delhi government's website and I found a scholarship. Yeah. Now what are the next steps looking for me? Like for example, I have to, as you said, I have to get my... Uh, family's financials in place. Yeah. I have to get my 10th mark sheet. I have to get my class 12th mark sheet. What else? And um, how much time does each step take? I think it depends on scholarship to scholarship and it depends on the eligibility criteria. A lot of scholarships are uh, financial crisis based, mm -hmm. whereas some of them are academic excellence based. Okay. So it would always depend on your state and the kind of eligibility criteria every scholarship okay. has. There's no predefined or very fixed criteria for mm -hmm. any scholarship. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. So talk about your own uh, My scholarship. Your scholarship yeah. and like the steps you took 
and okay. how much time each step took. Each like for step. example, you submitted a document. How much time it took for the government to verify it and stuff like that. Yeah, so the very first step for me was checking what all criterias were there and what was the eligibility. So in that, I had to submit my own documents that was 10th, 12th, my bachelor's certificates, as well as any achievements that I had. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from that, I also had to submit a very official document for the residents in Rajasthan, which is called Jan Aadhaar card. Okay. Uh, that card, if you want to uh, like uh, get that documented or made, it takes generally like uh, two to three weeks. Okay. So I would recommend keeping that buffer time. Yep. Apart from that, your Aadhaar card has to be in place. Your domicile certificate has to be in place showing mm -hmm. that you are from Rajasthan. You also need uh, two witnesses who are working either uh, in the state government organization or the central government organization. Okay. So that so is a must. They must know who you are or what you do. Yeah, everything. Okay. okay so okay. they will verify, they have to sign that if in case you are not uh, meeting all the requirements of the scholarship or you are going against the rules or regulations, your scholarship gets cancelled and you have to pay your entire tuition fee. And do they need to be blood family or? Uh, no, anyone okay. who is working in state government. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, okay. they just have to have a seal and they should have the right to sign on an official paper because a lot of legal documentation has to be done with the scholarship. Uh, you need to have a stamp paper of 100 rupees. You need to buy that again and again and get it stamped and signed yep. giving verifications. This entire process took around two months because for me, domicile certificate, I did not have one yep. because I had never gone for any state government yep. documentation process. Uh, apart from that, Aadhaar card becomes a must, pen, uh, pen card is a must. After you get all these documents in place, I think it Just before you go to the next step, did you have to reach out to someone in the central government or did you have someone no. in relation? It was just on the portal that we had to apply with no, everything. No, no, no. Like those two witnesses, did you have someone in relation already? Or it was, yeah, be? yeah, it was the family members. Okay, For me, it was just the family members. Okay. Another thing that happened was I, uh, once I got my documents in place, I, always, uh, I made sure that I had a list of universities with me. Uh, for which I could apply. Mm -hmm. So out of the top 100 universities, I remember I applied for six of the universities in Australia. Uh, that depends on person to person and the preferences. Yep. For me, it was always Australia. Uh, apart from that, once I applied, I got my offer letters, which took around 30 to 40 days because I had to give my IELTS as well, yep. uh, which took like around, I would say, I applied for my IELTS date. It was two weeks from the day I applied. Two in terms of yeah. getting results and stuff. Yeah. And it was quite easy. I got my results and uh, then I got my offer letter. Yeah. Uh, once I got my offer letter uh, with all the documents in place, I applied for the scholarship on the government portal. Okay. So it was quite easy till here. I did not need any assistance apart from the making of the domicile certificate mm -hmm. and my uh, Jan Aadhaar card, which was something I was not familiar with. But uh, there are centers where you can go and get free assistance for these okay. things as well. They okay. are called E-Mitra in Rajasthan. But again, it depends from state to state. Yeah. Uh, there are agents as well who can help yeah. you. Uh, after that, once I had applied, it took like one and a half month for the verification of the documents. So, do you get any email that you have applied for the scholarship? Or yes. So, uh, basically on the portal, once you apply, it shows your documents have been submitted and are okay. up for a verification. After that, after one and a half month, I got a mail for the second step in the scholarship. You okay. need to visit Jaipur, the central uh, office where mm -hmm. the scholarship processing is going to happen. And you need to bring all these documents in printout version with the signature of your oh, witnesses. Okay. Okay. So that was another thing. 
there are two types of people you need verification from one is sureties and one is witnesses so sureties are basically these government people i would say and witnesses can be your neighbors anybody who knows you basically mm -hmm. so their aadhar cards and their pen cards were needed and their signatures were so needed so they all need to travel with you to jaipur or no, just just the documents okay, okay. just the documents once everything was submitted i would say this is the most crucial step and half of the students were just uh, not having the documents they had to visit their states and cities again and again mm -hmm. move to and fro so i would recommend keeping everything making a checklist i did that personally and yeah once that happened um, i remember the happiest day of my life i would say was after one and a half month again when i got a email saying that all my documents were perfect yeah. and i had been selected for a scholarship mm -hmm. so uh, that was the happy moment i would say yeah. and then once i got that i made sure for my first fee because my deadline was approaching uh, mm -hmm. i had to pay my first fee i was continuously in touch with the lady who was taking care of all my documents in the state government so you get a case officer assigned yes okay. uh, now they have done this earlier it was not there there was okay. a common team who was working okay uh, yes you have to submit the offer letter you have to make sure that you are in touch with the university now i think most of the universities know what rajiv gandhi scholarship mm -hmm. is uh, but earlier they did not Yep. And I had to be in touch. Make uh, I made sure, like I was uh, staying in touch with the university and was an intermediary mm. for both the parties, the university and the scholarship team. After continuous follow up, uh, I my fees was paid, and even now directly there is a con uh, connect between the university and the scholarship team. Okay. But I have to follow up. That's something I feel is my duty as well. So how do things work once you once you get that email? Yeah. Do you get a lump sum amount in your account, or um, is it like like a system by system basis? Like for example, you have semesters, so you yeah. have to reach out every semester, like at the start yeah. of every semester, to that case officer. Yes. So every before uh, minus trimester system. So one in uh, year I have three trimesters, yep. but students do have semester system as well. uh the only thing you have to do is get in touch with the uh officer who is taking care of your case and send them make sure that they are getting the invoice from the university mm -hmm. so you need to talk to the finance team uh, of your university, university yeah. and they will forward the invoice directly because they need a end to end verification mm, okay so they send the invoice directly to the uh, person who is taking care who is in charge of your scholarship process yeah once they have forwarded the details and once the entire uh, they received your invoice you need to follow up continuously about where they are and how long it will yeah okay. yeah take but for the accommodation and for the other payments the other expenses i personally work and try to pay myself mm -hmm. and then i keep my invoices with me i get a reimbursement for the same okay, okay. so we can either apply in 6 months or 1 year for the reimbursement so basically the scholarship that you got hmm. on the basis of your academic excellence and everything covers your tuition covers your accommodation yeah and accommodation for the whole of your degree entire duration yeah and yeah. is that it or is It's just else. for the entire duration. So I have I'm doing a two-year degree. So, so these two things are covered. Yeah. In Apart from that, my visa fees, uh, my flight expense uh, from India to Australia. So the that first, first flight. flight yeah. yeah, just the first flight, and my health cover expense was so covered. Overseas student health care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. really good. That's, That's amazing really good. scholarship. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, yeah. So it covers some of my expenses as well.
Yep. But it just depends on which bracket you're falling mm -hmm. under as per your economic status. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And um, like for example, um, you got the Rajiv Gandhi scholarship, right? Yeah. Um, the You were the first person that I talked to who got 100% tuition scholarship. Yeah. Uh, do you know any others who have come on the same scholarship or or any other su substantive scholarships? Because yeah. everybody in particularly uh, in any country, everybody gets 20 to 30 percent yeah. any which way, 30 being the maximum. Yeah, so do right. you have anyone who has come on the similar on a similar scholarship or a substantive scholarship? Anshul, surprisingly, uh, I got 30 percent from University of Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So remaining 70 percent is being covered by the government. Yep. That's how it works. But uh, this was the first time in Rajasthan that such a scholarship was released. Okay. And 200 students were selected for the scholarship. So it was yep. not me alone, but a lot of students from Rajasthan who were selected. Yep. I've assisted a lot of students. I have uh, helped a lot of people with the scholarship. So mm -hmm. I've known a lot of people. Yep. And trust me, for everyone, this was a gift because, yeah, uh, yeah for sure, it's a huge expense. Not everyone can bear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, so I have known people. Uh, one of my friend, he is in Brisbane right now studying in Monash University and he also got the scholarship. So yeah, ah, I know okay. few people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. And like good initiative, by, I would say for by India. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't heard uh, from any other states to right. be very honest. But um, that can be because maybe I haven't even looked. Yeah. And that is what a lot of students do as well. I have a 100%. friend who's in UK. Yeah. And he got a semester abroad, I think in Italy. Okay. And then when I was talking to him as well, he was like, oh, you, the general emails, the spam emails that you get. Yeah. The scholarship was just there. Oh, okay. So basically, he happened to read that email, right. scrolled and applied for the scholarship. That's so good. So he yeah. got a semester abroad for free. I mean, that's not amazing. Like a degree, but yeah, still a semester yeah. abroad. It's so expensive. Yeah, it's really yeah. It's a big deal. So yeah. do you have any other platforms or any other organizations that people should keep in mind while looking uh, for scholarships? I would say maybe get in touch with other international students through consultancies or uh, mm -hmm. like Global Reach, IDP and all these consultancies like they offer free of cost counseling mm -hmm. back in India uh, or any country there are various other agencies yeah. as well. So I think being in touch with them and going to their networking events can help you stay in touch with the other international students, yep. which can be a very good first step mm -hmm. uh, to identifying these scholarships and knowing what these scholarships are. Yep. Uh, personally, education fairs are another thing that a lot of uh, cities and states have mm -hmm. very often now in India. So I think that can be a really good way to stay in touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've talked a lot about your life bef before migrating. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about your life here. Okay. So, we generally talked about, we sifted through you living in a student accommodation and now you're living in a private rental accommodation. Yeah. So, how did that work out? Um, how did you get that? Why did you want to move out? And what's the experience like in comparison? Okay, so a uh, first thing that I did was book a student accommodation because I was too unsure where to go and what mm -hmm. to do. Uh, for sure, staying at Scape was one of the best decisions because I found a lot of friends, I networked, I understood what Australia was all about. Mm -hmm. 
I understood how the student life is yep. and what are the hardships and the challenges one faces and mm -hmm. with a lot of networking events I came to know and made friends um, so that was fun part about staying in scape but after a while I realized like my lease was getting over as well yeah. uh, true fact uh, but I realized that I wanted my own space mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I was a person who always loved my own little space and I'm uh, I'm an ambivert I would say yep. uh, so I love to have my own uh, time spend some time reading studying uh, yeah. devoting some time uh, though I love uh, spending time with my friends, they all stay in the city and they're all staying in student accommodations yeah. and sometimes you feel like oh it's always better to stay with them but at the end of the day I think I wanted uh, some time by myself yeah. and that is why I decided to take that call. Um, I My lease was ending so I decided to go on Facebook marketplace which is a very very common way yeah. of getting a place here. And I applied for a few places. Uh, there's also an agency called Student Rooms. So I went on their portal and they also assessed with the accommodations. Mm -hmm. So I just went through them and found a house. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. And talking about houses, student accommodations, rent. Now that you've achieved so much in terms of getting a scholarship yeah. and getting 100% scholarship more than that. Yeah. Do you feel that you are like do you feel that pressure of getting all the living expenses under your belt and not asking from for money from home do you feel that kind of pressure or is it, is it more of a um reward that you use uh about? interesting question uh beautifully framed i would say uh i'll answer this question two ways so yes there's pressure because of inflation. Mm -hmm. uh, inflation has hit Australia really, really hard. Yep. Uh, the rents have gone high. Uh, we can't say that there's no pressure uh, because obviously your daily expenses increase to a point uh, that you're able to just cover those and easily not... 1 .5, 1 easily 1.5, 1.5 yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, I would say there's always a pressure to pay off my rents and not take money from my parents back home. Yep. Uh, moreover, I feel that I have not taken money from home ever. Mm -hmm. uh, in the initial two months when I did not have a job, I was struggling and I was taking money from uh, yep. my place. But uh, now I, ha I have been working for a while now and I'm doing few internships which are unpaid as well, which mm -hmm. is just to get experience. But at the end of the day, I feel whatever I earn, about 50% goes on, uh, in paying rents yep. and the rest uh, savings which I like you know I cook uh, myself I try to save as much as I yeah. can so yeah so it's more of you keep that scholarship aside and now you're a normal student who's fending for yourself yeah and yeah going about your ways just as any other international student yeah I would say it's like being like a normal student because I am paying all my living expenses myself though I would get an in reimbursement and I'm yeah. really thankful for that but reimbursement is going to come later on yeah. uh, and it takes a while to process it as well because there are so many students and everything yeah. and I understand that that is quite practical um, but uh, yeah currently and at the end um, of the day what goes out in AUD is coming back in INR so yeah. technically it's what all of the surcharge fees and interest rates as well yeah it's yeah. more so of sort of an 80-20 loss yeah, yeah yeah so I think 
uh, it's very important to be independent i feel it's yeah. not even about you know uh, taking money but mm. i felt that the most important thing was being independent and earning and trying to set my foot in australia as an independent person and individual yep uh, I think job is not just a way to earn your expenses or pay off your rents but also a very good way to understand the culture and yeah, build your career here absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um probably sort of ending it on a innovative note you have yeah. a couple of startup ideas brewing you have yeah. a couple of full time jobs that you would want to go for once you graduate yeah for sure what did you like what are the ideas about what what where do you what field do you want to go into yeah and who are you reaching out to in terms of getting more exposure towards that yes so hopefully everything falls at place but uh, i would say uh, the main thing that i'm doing right now is working and getting as much exposure and experience as i can mm-hmm. uh, currently i'm working with a college and taking care of their marketing as a part time yep. thing it's an unpaid uh, job but i love working there because i'm getting a lot of experience and exposure mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't get that a lot yeah. of people are like how much are you paying and then i yeah. think about it yeah i think that's the biggest mistake that you can do in the initial stages yep uh, because a lot of students don't approach and yep. that's i think really a big mistake i remember going and going with my resume with my cv to 5 to 10 different um, organizations initially and saying hey i want an opportunity can you help yeah. me with this because that day i was thinking as well that the probability of you getting a job yeah. after you complete an internship is more than you applying for a job with hundreds of other people yeah for sure because uh, i think one thing with marketing or any job when you get come to australia is you don't know the culture here you yep. don't know the people here how can they ask you to step into the market yep. for the company when you don't know things yep. and uh, i think i am now able to understand the culture a bit i would not say i'm 100% expert at that mm-hmm. but these practical experiences have helped me and mm-hmm. i go for a lot of networking events uh linkedin has proved to be my best buddy yep. in this i would highly and i learned that from you as well <laughs> no i think yeah it's very important to build a personal brand because yeah. coming back to the same point how do you expect someone yeah to employ keep you as an employee when you're applying with hundreds other who have the same who have the same skills right so i would say people don't pay that much attention to internships and volunteering roles right because the probability of them keeping you as a paid employee is always going to be higher if you're an intern or a volunteer with them yeah in comparison to you um applying for a job on seek or on their careers website with 100 other students or migrants or working professionals because trust me hundreds and hundreds of people are just driving an uber here just delivering food yeah so you don't want to be in that place where you complete your graduation or you complete the tenure of your visa and then you start looking for your jobs yeah and i do respect like every kind of job uh, that people are doing but at the end of the day i feel when it just boils down and comes down to getting a job in your field uh, i think taking initial steps that make you different and stand out from the crowd is really important 
uh, I remember one thing that I did that was different from others was whenever I was applying online, like on Seek or Indeed, I was also visiting those places next mm -hmm. day with the resume dressed formally, mm -hmm. which showed like an extra effort that I was putting in. Uh, and I think that paid off at the end because I got a job uh, and that time obviously financially also I needed a yeah, job. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I would highly recommend like decide uh, deciding what you want to do, deciding how you want to do it is very important and then maybe building a roadmap is something that I would yeah highly suggest. Lovely. Okay, yeah. last question. Yes. What are your um, startup ideas? What sort of industry are they in? Oh, yeah. So we do have a coursework which is called e-challenge in the university. And as a part of that, we had to develop some ideas on what we are going to do. Uh, so I have been uh, thinking about it and thinking about a plan wherein I'll be helping the international students with uh, the initial stages when they come to Australia. Mm -hmm. So it will be an application wherein the students can register and then they'll be getting help in terms of applying for their TFN, that is tax file number, which is a prerequisite to get a job here, yeah. uh, helping them with resume, cover letter and all these things. So we have to pitch in this idea, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a plan. Uh, it's something that we have been thinking about now. And keeping this idea aside, do you think Australia is a good, like, in terms of economy and in terms of earning money, it's a good country to do business? I think there's a lot of potential. Personally, in Adelaide, there's a lot of potential uh, because uh, Adelaide is a very small city mm -hmm. and a startup culture is brewing here. Yep. Uh, University of Adelaide personally provides uh, assistance uh, with all the startup ideas and there's yep. a particular um, think lab um, uh, startup uh, organization department that can help you with this. Yep. So you can visit them anytime with your ideas yep. and uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential. If you have any idea, you can always walk into the office and discuss it with the mentors and you will be assisted with the ideas. And, and I think yeah. that idea is also based on the fact that venture capitalists are growing everywhere. So yeah, if you look yeah. at Australia, um, there are a couple of VC firms, particularly in Adelaide. Yeah. Then more obviously more VC firms in Sydney than Melbourne and I personally have a couple of acquaintances who have been pitching to different uh, yeah. firms and companies for investments as well but yes that's a great note to end on and um, thank you for watching thank and you Anshul thank you.